Hi guys, welcome to the JC Podcast. I wanted to spend the first minute talking about the podcast and introducing myself. For those listening for the first time, my name is Josh and I'm currently studying at the Australian National University. Content sharing has always been a big passion of mine and although I've only just started doing regular podcasts, I've always wanted to do something unique and that can be beneficial to my listeners. This podcast aims to teach you something different about a different topic in today's current world. This first series will mainly feature guests who feature prominently in the sports and music industry. For example, today's episode is all about rugby in Asia in the next 5 to 10 years. So if this interests you at all and you would like to be part of our growing community, give us a follow or like on Facebook or Instagram at the underscore JC underscore podcast. Welcome back to the JC Podcast, the show where we talk to our guests about some of the most important issues around at the moment. This is the first episode in our new series, and today I'm delighted to have Guy Spanton joining me. He's played two test matches for Hong Kong, been part of a premiership-winning Hong Kong rugby side, and part of the South China Tigers in the Global Rapid Rugby Competition. Guy, thank you for joining me, mate. Mate, Joshy, thanks for having me, dude. I'm stoked to be on. Thank you. How's things in isolation overseas at the moment? Oh, mate, I think I can speak for everyone here. It's been, it's been pretty boring. It could be worse. It could definitely be worse. But, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been pretty boring. It's, it's pretty full on in Hong Kong at the moment. I'm not sure about Sydney because um, we've just been hit with a second wave, which has kind of closed everything. But, I mean, mate, it could be worse. It really it could be worse. Yeah, it could be. It could be. And are you keeping the training up? What's the, what's the training like while you're in isolation? Yeah, it's, it's been a bit weird at the moment. Um, so a lot of our stuff with the union is done online now. So we've got, for example, we had we all use Zoom and we jump on three times a week for a mobility session, um, oh, okay. which is good fun. But then obviously we, we train by ourselves. So, for example, I was quite lucky. I was able to snag some gym equipment from our gym. So I've got the yeah. barbell downstairs and a couple of weights um, in the garage that I can use to train. Oh, that's but, great, mate, man. Yeah, dude, it's good. It's good. But it's, it's, it's weird, right? It's, it's kind of hard being yeah. so motivated to train by yourself yeah it is um, it, it's hard to stay motivated but it's good you got the gym equipment because there was a big rush about two oh, weeks mate. ago everyone trying to build their home gyms and everything oh ridiculous <laughs> it was ridiculous I, I got quite lucky i got very lucky so guy i just wanted to talk to you a bit about obviously both of us growing up in hong kong we have a lot of you know experience in the hong kong rugby culture and especially you yeah, playing yeah. playing for hong kong internationally so I just wanted to talk to you about rugby and its popularity in Hong Kong over the last 20 years. What, what, are your, what are your views behind, why do you think rugby is so popular in Hong Kong? I mean, so it's, it's, it's really kind of grown and come to light in Hong Kong, I, I reckon, in the past five to ten years properly. Yeah. Um, but it's because we've just got such a big expat community, right? We've got people from all over the world. Yeah. You've got people from the UK, South Africa, New Zealand, Australia, um, and everyone just brings kind of their love for rugby to Hong Kong. It, it's it's a, you, you, I can speak for both of us here. It's kind of a weird, it's a weird feeling rugby in Hong Kong, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird for an someone who hasn't experienced it to understand it really, right? Because it's kind yeah, of no, it's definitely. kind of built, it's kind of built from such a young age. Like if you start playing rugby when you know you're like seven or eight in Hong Kong. Yeah. And you kind of just every, you know, every Sunday going down and, you know, playing. I played for Sandy Bay as a kid as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it just kind of, the, the love for it just 
grows from that, doesn't it? Yeah, mate, 100%. I think that's, I think that's the one good thing in Hong Kong that they've done really well is how good their grassroots footy is here yeah. like for, for both women's and men. I think it was about 10 years ago, but didn't they set the Guinness World Record for the biggest uh, junior rugby tournament or something? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. I, I completely forgot about it. They did, didn't they? They yeah. did. I remember, I remember playing in it as a kid, and it was such a big deal. And they had the, like, someone there from the Guinness World Records just to confirm that. Um, and we all had to like sign a, we all had to like sign a sheet of paper or something just to confirm that we were there. Oh, mate, that's awesome. That's, yeah. I do actually remember that. I wasn't there, but I do remember seeing that in the um, in the papers. Yeah, yeah. Rugby as a whole in, in Hong Kong has, has actually come a really long way. Um, yeah. Because obviously. From playing in Hong Kong, when you're at the men's level, you when you have people from you know New Zealand, South Africa, Australia, they all kind of bring their own spin on footy. Yeah. So when when you play with these guys, you kind of learn these new things and um, that you never really thought you would even have thought about. Have you um, have you learned a lot from the Kiwis whilst you've been over there? Uh, mate, <laughs> uh, I, the Kiwis the Kiwis are a skillful bunch, but the staff the staffers, some of our South African players. Mate, they can talk, but bloody hell, they can back it up on the field. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, mate. Like that. It's um, it's it's <laughs> been growing a lot, so yeah. it's good to see the direction it's going in. Um, no, and no, just, yeah, yeah, go, go. just another point on uh, Hong Kong and rugby is the obviously the the popularity of the the Hong Kong Sevens has always mm-hmm. been such a big deal, not just from a ra- rugby standpoint, but you know, just as a as a global event, really, you see people from all over the world come to the Hong Kong Sevens every year. Yeah, no, no, mate. Well, like when you say Sevens to anyone, I yeah. think the first thing they'll say is, "Oh, the Hong Kong Sevens." Yeah, yeah. It's just become. <laughs> it's just yeah. It's just such a big thing, right? Yeah, it um, has. Yeah, uh, has the popularity of the Sevens helped spread the game more globally? Um, yeah, mate, hundred percent. I think a lot of people, especially in Hong Kong, didn't really like a lot of the. Um, the Asian community here didn't really don't really understand what rugby is, and they don't, they don't really care for it, which is which is fine because soccer is so big in, in in China. Yeah, um, it's it's hard for rugby to compete, but I think the sevens kind of brings a bit of light to what to what rugby is and and how fast paced it is. Obviously, it's a different game and it's a completely different code, but yeah. it gives a, a community who don't really know what rugby is a kind of sense into what it can be. Yeah, and it's um, also it's also a lot harder from someone who speaks English as their second language, right, to understand the laws and the way the oh, game is played, 100%. right, compared to soccer 100%. where it's just kicking a ball into a net. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. mate, a hundred percent. From I can imagine from the outside eye, from someone who's never seen or, or heard of rugby before, when you watch a game, you're just like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no, I, I definitely think the sevens is, um, has done a huge. Um, amount of good for for rugby in general. Um, and just on that point, um, just talking a little bit about your own experiences playing rugby in Hong Kong. What is it like playing with people you know started playing rugby when they were fourteen, sixteen, compared to someone who's been playing for you know the last fifteen years? Well, it's uh, the the level in Hong Kong definitely varies. Yeah. Um, like for example, on our Hong, like you have people like me who just come up the ranks from, from um, playing junior footy in Hong Kong with a, uh, with a bit in Australia during uni, and then coming back and playing for Hong Kong. Whereas you have people who played. We've got a 
prop who's played for the Wasps. We've had oh, wow. a couple of New Zealand Sevens players um, who, are, who are down playing. So the level is completely different. And that's, I think that's the one thing is really interesting about footy in Hong yeah. Kong is that you could be playing with someone who's played at top level in the UK and top level in South Africa. But yeah, the, the, the level definitely varies. Yeah, yeah. But in a good way, if that makes sense. And just on that point, um, obviously you've had a, a big last 12 months uh, playing rugby for Hong Kong. Just wanted to talk to you a little bit about your your experience playing internationally for Hong Kong and what's that like to represent your own country? Yeah, mate. Um, awesome. <laughs> it's awesome experience. Um, I think basically from when I was younger, from my first sevens, watching the sevens, I, yeah. from memory, I was like, I was a lot younger, but at 12, I remember thinking, God, I want to, I want to play for Hong Kong. Yeah. I really, I really just want to put on that footy jersey just once is all I want and to experience. It. And I was, I was very lucky to be called into the side for our test series in November. Yeah. Um, down in Europe. That was in I was Portugal, right? Um, no, so we were playing in, we played in Spain. So in oh, Madrid, okay. And we played in um, Brussels down in Belgium. So we played both Spain and Belgium. Oh, fantastic. Mate, awesome, dude, awesome experience. Kind of standing there singing the um the national anthem in front of a couple thousand people. Um, yeah. With, with that Hong Kong jersey on, it's just yeah, mate, it makes my skin tingle now just thinking about it. And being on TV and everything, and having yeah, a game it was, stream live. It was cool. Yeah. It was very very cool. Oh, awesome, man, awesome. And are you going to yeah. continue to play for Hong Kong in the future? Yeah, mate. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We'll we'll see. So obviously, with this virus about, it's obviously affected every single sport, not just us. Um, yeah. But so unfortunately, we were told that the ARC, so the Asia Rugby Championships in July, have been cancelled. Oh no! So that's, that's not good. We, yeah, that's when we play against Malaysia and South Korea, which yeah. is a bit devastating. Um, and then I think, look, if this doesn't get any better, I reckon even in November, December, we won't be having any sort of international test games. I think this year is kind of a write-off. And more of a more of a building phase for most teams than a yeah. Phase. Well, the the Hong Kong Sevens was really the first big event to go, wasn't it? It got cancelled yeah. basically straight away. Yeah, as soon as the virus hit, which was um, for you know, as a person who loves to go back to Hong Kong for that weekend, it was a bit yeah, a bit disappointing. But, but hopefully, it goes in October. Yeah, fingers crossed. Finger, well, mate, we had a bit of a rough run with that, haven't we? Because we had yeah. the. Um, we had the protests kind of shaking it about and being like, oh, we don't know if we can have the sevens in um, in April. And then the um, the virus comes through and goes, yeah, we're cutting. It's going to have to be in October. So fingers crossed we can we can get it going in October. Yeah, definitely. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about is your, your other kind of rugby venture, which is uh, being part of the South China Tigers in the global rapid rugby competition. Um, and I just yeah. wanted to talk to you a little bit about your experience training with the Tigers. Obviously, this global rapid co- rugby competition is a new competition that aims to uh, promote the game uh, in Asia. Yeah. And, you know, just talk to us a little bit about that and what's that been like? Yeah, so um, for for people who don't know what rapid rugby is, it's, it is the same as footy, as normal rugby, but there are a couple of different law variations that they put in place. Yeah. So the, the, it's only 35-minute halves. So yeah, 70 minutes seven, total, right? 70-minute game. Yeah. Um, we have rolling subs, so it's not just when you get subbed off, you're off for the rest of the game. You can constantly sub players on and off. Oh, wow, okay. Um, basically, to keep the speed up and to keep people fresh. Yeah. 
Um, there is obviously the nine point power try, which is it's quite confusing for people who don't understand it. But yeah. if we can score from inside our twenty two without if, without losing the ball and to score, then we get um, seven points and a kick to come. Oh um, wow! That okay. was a bit of a weird one that that a lot of us had to wrap our heads around because if you're inside your twenty two in normal forty, you look to exit, you look to kick out, yeah, and obviously. Um, gain a bit more um, field possession. But, yeah, with that nine-point power try and play, it, it completely changes the dynamic of the game. Um, yeah, and the yeah. last one is the 50-20 rule, if if you know what that is, and, and the 20-50. So you can't kick outside on the full from inside your 22. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but if you can get it to roll out inside that 50, you get the ball back as in the line-out and vice versa from inside So kind of like a 40-20 in uh, rugby league? Yes. Yeah, exactly, like a forty twenty. Exactly and there's like also there's also time limits, I think, for scrums and lineouts as well. Yeah, there is. Yeah, to speed to speed it up, which obviously uh, I'm an outside back, so I'm yeah, stoked about that. It's not really your thing, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, no, uh, like from our first game against um, Samoa, you can kind of see the difference in these law variations and how they create make the game a lot faster pace. Yeah. Like, I think this is the score, and we, I think we beat them by a good 25, 30 points. I think, from memory, the score is about 52, 30 or 52, 27. Yeah. Um, which is a high, that's a high scoring game for footy. And yeah, it I is think quite With high, the new yeah. rules, it just completely, it does change it a lot. Oh, it okay. changes it a lot. Oh, cool. Awesome. And um, how did the South China Tigers go last year? Did they make it to the finals? Yeah, so I wasn't a part of it last year, but oh, okay. basically, it, the tournament wasn't as big. So this year there's six teams, but yeah. last year there was, I think there was only four. So the South China Tigers played the Western Force. I think there were the China Lions. And I I think there was a, it was either Fiji or Samoa. One of those teams were, were in it last year. So it, it was the first year. So this year was the first year where we had a proper competition going. Yeah. Last year was more of a, it was still a competition, but it was more of a trial to see, you know, is, is this going to be popular enough for us to, to, to play properly? Yeah. Um, and mate, this year it was looking really promising. Obviously the virus, but hopefully next year they can, they can kick it up and and um, get it going again. And is it popular at all in Hong Kong? I, I know you guys play a lot at um, that stadium in Aberdeen. Do you get big crowds down there? Yeah. So uh, last year they had a, they had a, I think just over a thousand, two thousand, which is quite good for Hong Kong during yeah, it's time, great. It's yeah, holiday time. Young kids are gone. Um, but I can always, I would always guarantee that this year, if we had games in Hong Kong, we were going to have two or three games at the Hong Kong Stadium. Oh, okay. And that would have definitely attracted a few more people. Well, that's obviously it's been played. So people at the Hong don't Kong know Stadium, that's so. 40,000 40, capacity, right? So yeah, it's quite big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but man, I'm, I'm excited to see next year where where this um, rapid rugby competition goes because I think. Being able to play, so one of the best teams there is the Western Force, right? And I think being able to play against the Western Force, yeah, um, and to experience that is that next level. Well, they're to be able to they're play pretty they're pretty professional like players, those guys, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, and then my final question for you was, um, how do you think variations like? Uh, rapid rugby sevens. Uh, you you know, in the past we've had rugby tens tournaments. Um, how do you think those have contributed to the popularity of the game over the last ten years and its widespread yeah. recognition? Yeah, yeah. So I think it just gives it a different. It just presents a different facet of the game. Yeah. Um, which is awesome because I know 
some people watching 15s. You know, they're like, this is just so stop-start. Well, it's a bit slow boring. for some people, isn't it? Yeah, which which yeah. I understand. And then obviously the 7s and the 10s then gives a lot more space for players. So it's a lot more fast-paced. There's a lot more tries. Um, and also there's actually a new one. I'm not sure how new it is. I think it might have been last year, but it was called Rugby X. Have you oh, heard of okay. it? okay. No, I haven't. No, what is it? Mate, definitely have a search of it later. It's it's basically the same teams as the sevens, but it's five on five. And oh. it's, in this, it's kind of like an indoor arena on a smaller pitch. Okay. And it's just stop start. It's mate, it's pretty it's pretty full on. Full tackle the whole shebang. Um, and what three three man scrums? There are three man scrums, two others on the outfield, and yeah, mate, it's 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 actually wow. quite interesting to watch. I've watched a couple of the games. But yeah, that's that's another one of those um rugby variations that just bring a different concept to to the sports but Matt, it's I, I think it has done a really good job kind yeah. of presenting rugby for for what it is yeah um, but yeah I, I think it I think it is really good well I really I really hope it starts to uh, grow more globally because there is there is quite a, a huge although there are you know obviously the the big six countries in Europe there is quite yeah. a big European community that plays rugby. You know, you have countries, as you said before, like Spain and Belgium, and I, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Germany has a team as well. And mm-hmm. yeah, so you know, hopefully you can expand the World Cup, and you know, maybe ten years, never know. Man, I, look, I think well, we, if we if we go back to um the two two thousand and nineteen or two thousand eighteen repercharge Hong Kong repercharge. So we're, we're going back to Hong Kong now. Yeah. Um, so they would play te- – they played – their two teams that they had to beat were, were Germany and Canada, and those two were, like, top-tier teams. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think the repertoire was the closest thing Hong Kong have had to qualifying for a World Cup. Yeah, that would be massive. Which, mate, which was just an awesome step. I think it was obviously devastating that they were so close and, and just missed out. But I yeah. think being, being in the repertoire and, and even having the um, ability to qualify for the World Cup is yeah. awesome steps. So, mate, you never know. Next World Cup, you, you, you never know. Well, hopefully you're part of that 2023 campaign, mate. Mate, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers definitely crossed. Could be playing Could be playing in France in three years. That'd be pretty big. It would be awesome. <laughs> mate, I think it's every every kid's dream who plays footy is just like, imagine playing in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. can always be a hopeful one, mate. I think it's definitely achievable. Definitely yeah. achievable. Oh, definitely, um, yeah. Well, that's all we have time for today on the JC Podcast. We'd just like to thank Guy for joining me, mate. Thank you so much for being on today. Mate, no, thank you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. It's awesome to, uh, awesome to talk to you and talk about my, um, my passion and what we love out here. Yeah, <laughs> All the best, thank mate. You. Appreciate it. Cheers, dude. You too. Thank you for listening to the JC Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you would like to be notified of future episodes, head over to either one of our social media platforms on Instagram or Facebook.